ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. There are two easy ways to do so. First, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org, again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us, at sfdiocese, and use the hashtag ignition. Again, at sfdiocese, and use the hashtag ignition if you tweet on Twitter. If you have no idea what Twitter is, that's okay. You're Frankly, your life is better off that way. But anyway, <laughs> I'm uh, in studio today with Dr. Jason Heron. Hi, Jason. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to have you. Jason and I are going to be talking about the virtue of fortitude or courage today. We've been um, looking at the four moral, cardinal moral virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, or self-control. And today we're going to be looking at the virtue of fortitude. If you're curious about prudence, justice, and temperance, you can look up episodes 373, 374, and you guessed it, 375 uh, in the archives of Ignition Online. Um, Before we get into fortitude, courage, how it's a virtue, what it is, what it isn't, how to grow in it, um, let's introduce ourselves a little bit. Jason, who are you? My name is Jason Heron. I am a theologian at Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, where I live with my wife, Hannah, to whom I've been married 17 years, and my six kids, and my mother-in-law, Joanne, who's at home with some of my kids right now. God bless her. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And my name is Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been in that role since 2002, so just over... 17 years as we're recording this. Um, Jermaine and I have been married for 20 years as of July 31st. Jason, whose feast day is July 31st? I know. I'm a convert. Sorry. (laughs) Classic. Well done. Don't know. Um, uh, Give me five years. St. Ignatius of Loyola. He's a Jesuit, so that's why I figured you wouldn't, you know, the founder of the Jesuits, I'm sure. If, I'm sure whatever St. Dominic's feast day, August, no, no, no. What is Dom? He is in August. Know. Do you know? I what? Know. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, we'll come back to that. I sometimes forget my children's birthdays. Oh, never your anniversary, though. No. <laughs> it's always either June 7th or June 8th. It's always one of those. Oh, always <laughs> one of those. Wow. Uh, so... Uh, our anniversary is the 31st of July, as I just said. 20 years, five kids, all born in in South Dakota. Um, but enough about us. Let's... Let me say, I also don't know what day it is today. So just to my credit, that's not really to my credit. Not really uh, to your Just credit. some insight into my just problem. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Problems. We've all got them. Um, 
fortitude. Before we get into fortitude, Jason, uh, you've, you've done a masterful job so far of explaining, summarizing um, in, in a succinct and yet clear manner um, what the moral virtues are or what the cardinal virtues are and, and, and what prudence, justice, and temperance are. So I think you do it one more time briefly. What are the, moral, the cardinal moral virtues in general? And, and then briefly summarize each of the three that we've examined previously sure. on episodes of Ignition. Sure. Uh, the cardinal virtues are the four virtues that you need if you want to be happy and free as a human. So we say that the cardinal virtues because um, the word cardinal comes from the Latin word cardo, which means hinge. And so the idea is something like um, your happiness and your freedom as a human, your ability to flourish as a freedom or as a did I say as a freedom or as a human? You said as a freedom. Well, you started to say as a freedom, but you stopped yourself. <laughs> Tired. Uh, I don't know what day it is, so uh, <laughs> neither do I understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Um, your ability to be free. Yes. Your ability to flourish as a human. Hinge. Hinges on. Um, whether you, you possess these virtues or to the extent that you possess the virtues. So... The whole moral life, in other words, kind of hangs on them, um, depends on them in the way that a door depends on the hinge. So, um, oh, and that'd be useful too, right? Your entrance into mm. freedom. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice too. There you go. Anyway. Uh, it would be if we could talk about it. Right, right. But we must move on. <laughs> Prudence is the virtue that enables you uh, to deploy your intellect creatively, decisively, quickly, in very difficult situations, um, especially where you're faced with maybe two really bad decisions or three, how does five. One, how does one deploy their intellect, for goodness sorry, sake, Dr. Use, Heron? Use their, well, I, I use the word deploy because I've got like this vaguely military slash football analogy in my mind because we've been talking about Tom Brady over the course of all these episodes. So Tom Brady definitely deploys things. Yes. Um, but yes, to use your intellect to be able to... Uh, make quick and reasonable decisions to choose the good, even in difficult circumstances, okay. um, especially when the difficulties, several evil options. Um, okay. Then justice is the uh, ability to give to others what is due to them to establish uh, relationships of, of fairness. Uh, and it's rooted in a righteousness of will. So from a Christian perspective, to be just is to be like God. It's to have a heart like God's. Um, Temperance is the ability to control your your appetites for good things. So we have appetites for lots of good things, food, sex, knowledge, uh, leisure, work, and really whatever else you can think of that you want. Um, but it's, of course, possible to want them too much, and it's possible to not want them enough. And uh, temperance is the, is the power or the virtue that enables you to want them in the right measure so that you flourish and the people around you flourish. Great. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and now, so that's, that's again, a summary of what we talked about in episodes 373, 74, and 375. Today, this is episode 376, of course. We're talking now about the the fourth and, and this listing. Jason and I were talking off air. Um, it's a bit arbitrary. This is sort of a classical listing, prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude. But they can be listed in all sorts of ways. In our list, this one, uh, fortitude is the final one we're going to be discussing. Um, also known as courage. So Jason, what is the virtue of courage or fortitude? The ability to do what's right 
when the circumstances that you're facing are not just complex but dangerous. So they they can they mean that maybe something that you have is going to be taken from you, up to and including your own life. Uh, you are in a situation where your initial response might be fear, uh, desire to run away, or just kind of an irrational anger to lash out and do something maybe foolish. That might be your those your might be your initial responses to something like this. But courage is is sort of this um, ability to remain poised. In this way, it's quite a bit like prudence to maintain some sort of equilibrium in the face of something that really causes you fear or anger. Um, and so courage enables you to make a decision that the rest of us really admire when we see it happen. I mean, our classic, I mean, just think of our classic images of courage, someone rushing into a burning building to save um, even a cat, you know, like right. it's, it's incredible, right? The, the ability of the human person to face mortal danger and to do what seems to be the right and the good thing to do, even though that mortal danger is real and present. We're recording these in mid-September, um, actually September 13th, Friday the 13th. It's, it's Friday, Friday the, the 13th, 13th, And Wednesday Jason. was the 11th. And I should September, know what day yep. it is this week. So yes. Wednesday, again, as we're recording, you're, you're hearing these um, later after we've recorded them, but um, was the 18th mm-hmm. anniversary of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, much, many images of courage, of fortitude, right. Right. Uh, on the part of first responders and so on there. Right. I think it's it's one of the more stirring images that we have. In the ancient world, I mean, courage was really associated with uh, the way you conduct yourself on the battlefield. Most of us don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and most of us, frankly, don't have the burning building experience either. Right. You know, so the the connection to courage i think is easy to understand at an intellectual level right and i know what it looks like i see it in movies all the time i see it in tv shows all the time uh, but in my own life the things that cause me fear and the things that cause me anger and might cause me to lash out or run away um they're maybe a little bit harder to discern than a bil- burning building or a you know an advancing enemy but they're there um yeah, and they're a little bit different for everybody, I think. So uh, just want to, you already made one um, reference to prudence. And the way you explained prudence back in episode 373 was the ability to act creatively in difficult situations. I think maybe now it's complex situations mm-hmm. where uh, fortitude or courage is the ability to act in, um, as you said, dangerous situations. But what, one thing that intrigued me um, already as you were speaking, though, um, in the face of fear or in the face of anger. I th- and I think when most of us think of, of, of um, what courage is, we think of it uh, in a situation, dangerous situations where we're afraid. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit though about what it means to be courageous in the face of anger? Yeah. So it's not always, you know, we, we think of courage as the antidote to fear. So the, the coward yeah. runs and the courageous person stays. But there are most definitely times when it's time to turn around and walk away from the situation and it's not cowardice. What you're doing is you're choosing not to lash out irrationally. And so we would, um, we would say that you could fail to be courageous by being a coward and running, but you could also fail to be courageous by being uh, rash or 
Did I say rash? Rash, rash? is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What's the other word I'm thinking of? Rash? That's maybe the only one I can think of. Okay. You know, foolhardy. Yeah. Uh, cocksure. There's yeah. all sorts of words. Yeah. You're just running headlong into danger without actually thinking about what you're doing. And it can be completely the wrong. Um, it's not courage at all. That could it's, be also the lack of courage. Right. And, and maybe you, maybe you're doing it because, you know, the anger is boiling in you and you just are the rage, the rage propels you. And really the, the prudent thing to do would have been to the courageous do thing. something. The, the courageous. courageous. So cur- courage and prudence, I don't think you ever find uh, separated. Okay. I don't think. I could be wrong about that, but it just seems like they have to stay together. Could, could you be courageous but imprudent? Could you be prudent but uncourageous? Yeah, that's an interesting question. It'd be weird to be prudent and rash. Yeah, right. Or prudent and cowardly. Right. So I think they, they're, really, they're very closely related. And some of the reasons that we keep them distinct in the list... Um, are a little bit too nerdy okay. and, uh, um, you know, you said dipping your toe in the deep, but yeah. we might have to go too okay. deep to, okay. That's right. Yeah. But you can't have one without the other, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, give me, can you, is there an example from pop culture or commonly known history of courage in the face of anger that comes to your mind when, huh. um, you know, so we talked about nine eleven as a, as an example of many courageous acts, courageous deeds in the face of fear. Um, movies, you know, military history, etc. And anything commonly known instance um, where we see courage as acting in the face of anger. Well, I think, I think that uh, to stick with, I don't. I mean, nine eleven is a still a very sensitive and difficult thing to talk about, but. The men who crashed the planes, from the perspective of some communities in this world, what they were doing was courageous. Mm. But from the perspective of the families of the victims, what they did was a total failure of courage. And of course, it wasn't cowardice. They weren't turning around and running away from the mortal danger they were facing as their planes headed toward the building. But what they were doing was lashing out against an enemy in anger and doing something completely um, irrational and uh ruinous so they were this was a failure to be courageous failure towards the yeah. anger side right you could almost say uh and this is i'm nervous to say that it's like an excess of right. courage it's too much it's, right right this it, is not yeah. how you do this this okay. is not how you be courageous so that's a negative example in a sense that I'm going to see, make you plumb the depths of your maybe movie or TV go. Well, but be smart here. This is a family friendly show. Sure, I don't know sure. what kind of shows you sure, watch sure. Jason Heron. Um, but we're, but to be courageous, not, not just to fail in courage on the anger side, but to be courageous. Oh, I in see. The face. I misunderstood the Sorry. first, yeah. the first uh, An instance of, of being courageous in the face of mm-hmm. anger where somebody um, may may have been tempted to lash out irrationally in anger, to be rash, but instead was courageous and didn't. Right, right. Um, you know, I think of uh, uh, Atticus Finch in... To Kill a Mockingbird as a as the example, like a perfect example of someone who's the movie or the book. Of course, the book, Chris. <laughs> no, no, the movie's fine too. Gregory Peck's amazing, uh, but the book, yes, Atticus Finch is just uh, he has all sorts of reasons to be angry at the injustice mm-hmm. of the society that he lives in. 
and he handles himself courageously. With incredible skill and finesse and generosity and compassion. And no one would say that that man is a coward or that he's rash or foolhardy. So what we have left is that he's courageous. Now, interestingly enough, uh, we keep talking about um, the virtues and then the failures that are kind of on either side of the virtues along yep. this kind of continuum or spectrum. Yep. Um, and sometimes we get the impression that like um, you have the Goldilocks theory, you know, yeah. not too much, not too little, just yep. right. Um in terms of courage, this is one where the 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 balance is not right in the middle. Uh, the courageous person is a little more like the rash person than the courageous person is like the cowardly oh. person. Okay. So the middle is not really the middle. It's it's tilted one way. Uh, this is an interesting feature of of the way that we speak about courage because there's, I mean, there's very there's no admiration for cowardice. Right. But you can kind of almost explain away sometimes someone's who's rash in the face of a grave injustice and they just lash out yep. rashly and go a little too far. And you can see like the sort of glimmer of courage. Sure. And then it's perverted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a radio uh, ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald and talking with Jason Heron today, Dr. Jason Heron about the virtue of courage or fortitude, the fourth in our series on prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude, the four cardinal moral virtues. Um, Okay, we've been talking a lot about sort of the deficits. What, anything else to say about what courage, what fortitude is, Jason? We've, we've still got about um, 10 minutes left in this episode. What it is. Um, or do you want well, to go to what it isn't? No, I, th I do think we need to say one thing. Uh, or it's, it's a bridge between what it is and what it isn't. And that is that um, we are not only talking about situations in which your life is in danger. Mm. Um, from my own life... Uh, and, and you know, this as a fellow academic, there are plenty of times when you, when you're in your training with people who are far more intelligent and better trained than mm. you are. And my response is just fear. Mm. Um, and it would have been easy for me, uh, to give up at any, any number of points yep. along the way in my training. And I felt fear. It was a gnawing sort of fear. And it had nothing to do with mortal danger at right. all. I was totally safe, well-fed, warm, everything. But it took courage for me to... So here we have a, a, a nice and a beautiful link between courage and perseverance. Um, it, took, it took a lot of courage to stay in the situation and endure it uh, rather than, than running away. Um, and so I just wanted to say that because we automatically go to firefighters, soldiers, people, people mm -hmm. doing uh, amazing amazingly heroic things where their life is on the line. But of course, most of us don't live that way. Uh, and if we're lucky, we never face that kind of mm -hmm. danger. Um, and that doesn't make courage any less relevant to daily life. There are all sorts of things that inspire fear and anger in us. They draw fear and anger out of us. And um, a courageous response is what is called for and what you'll be known for if you, if you can manage it. Okay. So what isn't courage then? Right. It's easy to say courage is not cowardice, but because courage isn't so nice and it's really close to uh, rashness, courage isn't just rushing headlong into danger. Okay. It's, it's a, uh, it's got more caution. It's got more prudence, you know? Uh, 
frankly, it has more self-control. You can kind of see all the other virtues kind mm-hmm. of at work mm-hmm. in the courageous moment. And maybe this is why we were wondering why courage is last. Maybe this is why courage is last is because in a courageous moment, um, you are exercising prudence at a really fevered pitch. You are uh, controlling your desire for security, your mm-hmm. all sorts of desires. Uh, you're managing fears, you're managing anger, and you're often, not always, but you're often doing it out of sense of, of what is owed to the people around yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So that might be a good reason to list courage why, last. Why it's, it's, like last. A, it's like the, you know, in history, the courageous person is always valorized. I mean, we, we tell tales of courage. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And this might be why, because you kind of see all the virtues like braided together uh, beautifully in a courageous moment. What does fortitude have to do with Tom Brady? Hmm. Uh, the men coming for Tom Brady could destroy Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a specimen, right? Like he's, I think he's nine feet tall. And uh, I think he's nine feet tall. I think that's right. Um, and incredibly talented and almost too beautiful to look at. But the men who are coming at him could break him like a twig. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't even, I've never played, I mean, I played football like as a kid on the playground, but I've never played po- football like that. So I don't really know what it's like, what it feels like to have people grunting and running at you and like able to crush you. Uh, it'd be easy enough for me to scramble backwards, you know, just <laughs> deep, 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 uh, beyond the pocket, down the, <clears throat> down the leg of the trouser, like right out of the, right out of the, uh, of the entire stadium really. Um, so that's what I would say it has. I mean, there's a lot to stay in the pocket, a lot of courage involved. Okay. Okay. I just, I had to fit that in before we got yeah. too far. I mean, right. you know, we, we've got, we've, we've managed to fit Tom Brady into the other, all three of the other virtues. We had to connect it here. Um, we've got just about six minutes left to go, Jason. So a couple, I, I again, if anybody's listened to um, any other episodes in the series, you probably know what Jason's going to say about how we grow in courage, grow in fortitude. We'll get there in a little bit, but I'm just wondering before we get to the how to I be how do I become more courageous? Anything else you want to say about what courage, what fortitude is? Um, I would double down on the sort of hidden way that courage is present in, or not not present in, but necessary in. Um, daily life. I mean, there are all sorts of ways that, for example, you know, you and I are parents of young children. It's, there's all sorts of ways in which we need to be courageous for our children. It's easy to be afraid for them. It's easy to be angry for them. Mm. And that's not what they need from us. They need courage mm. from us. Uh, and if courage is, kind of, if, if a courageous moment is one of those moments where you're seeing all the other virtues kind of firing and, mm-hmm. and sort of luminously visible, just in that moment, you can you can tell how important it would be in just the day to day, week to week life of a family, for children to see their parents conducting themselves that way. Um, and you know, spinning out concrete examples of that has only so much usefulness because every family's life is different and they face a lot of different challenges. And so, right, uh, I think what what parents can kind of like. Uh, easily attached to is the fact that they, their kids don't need them to be angry for them. They don't need them to be afraid for them. And that in, in the language of this podcast and the language of this tradition, that means what they need, what's left is they need you to be courageous for them. And if they can, if we can model that for, for children, I think that, um, 
we're doing them a great service. I mean, it's no accident that most of like the children's stories and the fairy tales are right. about courage. Right. That's what they're about. Uh, and that's what, uh, children, I mean, <laughs> you can watch kids light up when they read about courage. You know, we're, re- we're going through Harry Potter, Harry Potter right now. And the danger that Harry and Hermione and Ron face is just so, um, overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. and watching my kids admire the way Harry and Hermione and Ron conduct themselves uh, and the way that we all sort of admire Dumbledore mm-hmm. for his, his equanimity. He's the Tom Brady of the wizarding world. Uh, <laughs> that was a dumb joke. Sorry. And it's also not true. I mean, he's so far beyond Tom Brady. Right. Uh, That's true. It doesn't even Tom Brady. Sense. Tom Brady is the Dumbledore of the quarterback. Yeah. Game. It all breaks yeah. down. I think actually is the, is the Gandalf. Of the Gandalf. The, uh, yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah, well, th- that's another great that's another great example. My kids' response to the Lord of the Rings stories mm-hmm. and the, the, our fascination with the Hobbit stories. I mean, these are these are like shining examples of of courage in surprising ways. Now, it helps that they're in like mortal danger, right? But the fact that we are not usually in mortal danger is why those stories exist. Yep. You have to watch other people go through these. And so kids get to flirt with something that they're never going to. Well, hopefully, I mean, I don't want my kids going through these things. Yep. Right. But to be able to encounter the human capacity for courage in the face of situations that you might never face is inspiring. And, and our tradition at least would say is very useful. So we've got about two minutes to go, Jason, and, and you're just naturally intentionally or not, you're naturally blending into how we grow in them. So being exposed to them, even in the form of stories mm-hmm. can help us. We see what courage looks like. Yeah. There's a, there's a th- stories are not the only way to learn about the virtues, but there is an irreducibly necessary connection between story and virtue, because if we have to learn about, the virtues by watching other people conduct themselves virtuously, then stories are a privileged place where you get to see that happen. I mean, every story, every great story is just a character who has a desire and that desire is frustrated somehow. Mm -hmm. And then through a variety of difficult circumstances that that character negotiates that desire or gets that thing that he desires or doesn't get it and realizes what he wanted was something else. It's always about desire and obstacle. Mm -hmm. And so, um, however the story ends. And so that, that phenomenon is something that's good for, I think the, the human imagination to encounter over and over again. And fairy tales kind of show us, uh, how strangely creative we can be in teaching the virtues because a lot of those fairy tales are super creepy. <laughs> and I'm also guessing that to grow in courage, it's good to surround yourself with courageous yes, people. Yes, of course. We must always say that if you know some courageous people, um, you should spend time with them. You'll be inspired. You'll naturally want to follow them. Mm. That's the, maybe one way to describe how we know what the virtues are. They're the things in other people that we naturally want to emulate. We naturally follow people who have those things. And over time, we've called them justice, prudence, courage, and self-control. That's all out of order. Sorry. Yeah, you, uh, just, prudence, justice, 
temperance, temperance fortitude. There we go. There we go. Or courage. Our poor listeners. And of course, you can always and should always pray and beg the Lord for his help for you to grow in these virtues uh, and and flee to him in the sacraments where he feeds you with his body, blood, soul, and divinity and reconciles you to himself in the sacrament of reconciliation. Jason, once again, thanks for being here for this episode. Thank you for having me. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition in this series on the four cardinal moral virtues. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.